Welcome to week two of the Tzedakah and Meister curriculum. Today we're going to start by learning the Gemara in Gittin, Davzayin, Amaralef. The Gemara tells us a very important halacha, Negea to Tzedakah. The Gemara says as follows, four lines on the bottom of the Amr, Imroya Adam, Shem Zainois of Mitzum Tzamen. The Gemara is asking a pasuk, Kay Amr Hashem Im Shleimim Vechem Rabim Vechem Nagoiz of Avar. If a person sees that his parnasa is limited, he's tied on money, he should use them and give them away to tzedakah, or at least give from them, mayhem, he should give a portion to tzedakah. And if he has a lot of parnasa. So, so the Gemara is telling you something that's counterintuitive. You would have thought, that if a person is tied on Parnassah, he should give less Parnassah. He should give less Tzedakah. Kamashwal knows the Gemara. A person should actually take from his money and give Tzedakah. And even though he himself needs it, nonetheless, he should find a way to be able to give some away for Tzedakah. Son of the Bay Rabbi Shmuel learned, Kalagoyzeh A person who trims off from his earnings and he make and he gives them to tzedakah or from his property, from his assets, and he gives to tzedakah, he is saved from Medina Shal Gehanim. He's saved from Gehanim. Mashal Mashal to this and a story to this, a parable, is that there were two sheep trying to go through the water. One was sheared of all the wool. It means to say that one was thin and light. It didn't have any wool to catch water like a sponge. And the other one was not sheared. It had all the wool. It was thick with wool. If you ever see a sheep that wasn't trimmed, there's a tremendous amount of wool. Gezuza Avra, so the one that was sheared of its wool, was able to successfully wade through the stream. The one that was not shaved from its wool was not able to go through the stream because of all the tremendous weight of the water that got caught up in the wool, it wasn't able to make it across. So the Gemara is telling us the same thing applies to a person's money. If a person is well padded financially, he's, he's going to suffer more, says the Gemara, than if he would offload some of his money that he has. He should give some of it away, and this way he'll be slim and trim, and he'll be able to survive whatever service that he needs to survive that he made. And the Gemara continues, Not only if a person has even if a person is only himself, and he himself has to take tzedakah, nonetheless, he has tzedakah, he should also give tzedakah. He should also give tzedakah, even though he himself takes tzedakah. And therefore, if he does that, I will not punish you anymore. Tani Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef learns that what's the meaning of the Pasuk, of the end of the Pasuk? Of Shuv, Eina Marin, Loisimani, Aeneas. It was Vinisicha. The person was in a situation of an Ani. And then he went ahead and he gave Tzedakah. Hashem says, I'm not going to punish you anymore. I'm not going to keep you poor any longer. Ain Marin Loisimani, Aeneas is not going to have the feeling of being a pauper anymore. That feeling of being tight and always having to 
measure every penny that he spends, he's not going to have to suffer from it anymore once he gives away tzedakah. So again, like we said many times, it shows you clearly that the perspective of tzedakah is the opposite of what most people would think. People would think the less you have, the less you're able to expend. It's a simple income and uh, an expense calculation. The Gemara tells us it doesn't work like that. It says Medina Shogahenim, and it provides a person with security in a time of tzara. And at the end of it all, even if he himself is someone who needed tzedakah, Hashem is going to make that he does not need tzedakah, and he doesn't feel the constraints of a tight harnas and a tight income. That being said, let's continue learning the halacha here in Shulchan Aruch in Simon Reish Nun Aleph. It says in Simon Reish Nun Aleph in the Ramah in Siv Gimel, Hagah, Parnasas Atzmai Kaidemes L'chol Adam. The Parnasa of a person himself comes before other people. He's not chayiv to give tzedakah until he has sufficient income. And then the Ramah goes on to list the order of preferences for tzedakah. But let's concentrate on this lashon for one second. We see from here that one's own livelihood takes precedence over that of others. And if he doesn't have enough, he should not be giving tzedakah. He's absolved, at least, from the midst of tzedakah. So doesn't this go against what we learned before in the Gemara, that even a, a poor person that's accepting tzedakah should ensure, should be sure that he gives tzedakah? So let's learn a little bit further to be able to answer this question. The Shachanach in Simon Reish Memches says as follows, Kol Adam chayev litein tzedakah, every person is chayev to give tzedakah, afilu oni hamispanis mina tzedakah, even a poor person who's collecting money is chayiv to trim off some of what he was given to give tzedakah away to somebody else. And if someone is giving less, he's undergiving. If a person, if a yid is undergiving tzedakah, technically Bezin has the right to enforce that he should be giving the proper amount of tzedakah. And they can even beat him up for that. Until they give what Bezin feels, until they give what Bezin feels they should be giving. And they're able to go actually and confiscate some of his property to be able to make that happen. So we see from here that every Yid, even if he himself is poor, he's impoverished, he's still, and he's accepting stuff from other people, nonetheless, a person should take from that and give tzedakah. This poor person should take from that money and give tzedakah. So, what are we referring to exactly? The Shach explains, We're talking about that he already has a certain basic income. Like we just learned in the Ramah. Because if he doesn't even have basic elementary levels of income of Parnassah, he has no way of, he's subsisting from hand to mouth, he's not chayiv to give tzedakah. But once he has a basic level, he has a, he has a steady tzedakah stipend from the local tzedakah fund, then already he's mechoyiv to trim off some of his money and to give tzedakah. When we call mokoy motuloy l'spanis min tzedakah, im ain't le'karen shayuchal l'spanis min 
And still, nonetheless, even though he's trimming off money to be able to give tzedakah, he's able to be mispanished from the tzedakah if he doesn't have some other fund that could bring in income. So therefore, he's able to take from this, he still, he doesn't lose his ability to take tzedakah. He's still under the poverty line according to halacha. But nonetheless, he is, he's at a high enough income level to be required to give some kind of tzedakah. On the other hand, the person who has literally no pranasa, he himself is exempt from giving pranasa, from giving tzedakah. The Rachashulchan in Simon Ration and Aleph elaborates a little bit further on this. And the Rachashulchan adds that, to clarify what the Rachashulchan says, is basically that one's own parnasa is going to supersede giving tzedakah to others above the requ- minimal requirement of the mitzvah. This halacha that his own parnasa supersedes is referring to the bare basic amount that he needs to survive. Like That's what the shach was saying. In other words, according to the words of HaShulchan, a person has to have enough measured bread and enough water to survive before he can give tzedakah to others. But if one is living well and eats meat and other cooked foods and he wears nice clothes, he has to give tzedakah even if it's at the expense of his own lifestyle. The tzedakah mishpat or bloy, Rav Yaakov Yishayah bloy, Zechariah says, in Parak Aleph, footnote 15, that the Archa Shulchan is discussing two extremes. One who lives on bread and water, and one who lives very well. However, there's a middle of the road situation. That which is more common today. Many people have the financial ability to live on a basic level, but they do not have enough money to live according to the level of the community. They can't afford basic tuition, or the kind of clothes that other kids, other parents, children wear, and they struggle to put basic food on the table. These people can probably take from tzedakah themselves in order to enable them to live according to the lowest community standard. Therefore, says a boy, individuals in this middle category should rather not take the tzedakah they are entitled to and not give meiser, rather than taking the tzedakah and giving meiser on the other hand. Very Vesilish. Now let's read the words of the Archa Shulchan inside. Says Archa Shulchan, V'hinei kvar b'yarnu b'simen reishu m'ches, Siv Dalit, this is in Siv Dalit, the Archa Shulchan. Tezesha kosvu, she'e nechayev litein, tzedakah atshe yuloi parnasasa, izeo b'tzedakah t'midis, maister o'chaymesh. Avalakai mitzvah tzedakah, shlikah shlisha shekel, b'shana, nechoyev kol adam. So the Archa Shulchan is telling us, that there's a concept that a person has to give a minimum amount of tzedakah, which we're going to get back to this later on in Merch Hashem, and that's one of the reasons there's a pushka and shul. Approximately one to two dollars a year, even if a person cannot give any tzedakah whatsoever, he should give a minimum, minimum, minimum of tzedakah. It says, Arach HaShulchan, that when he is totally exempt from giving mayas or achaymesh, nonetheless, he should at least give this minimum of a dollar. Now we'll skip to the end of the paragraph. Around seven lines before the end, says Aruch Hashulchan. V'chein kulam b'madrega zu v'gam b'zesh akasa the panasase kaidemes im noimar kipshutai. If we're going to say simply that a person's panasa comes first, im kain Reuben shabal batim b'turim natzlaka. We're going to have really, if you think about it, most people are pasuk from tzlaka legamri. Why? Because every person, most people at least, are in a situation that they're trying to earn the panasa for that month. So if you're going to say their Parnassah comes first, nobody's going to ever be giving tzedakah. 
Except for that one or two dollars that we said before. There should be enough Parnassar for them, especially in those days in Europe, people really subsisted on survival rations. So everyone will be Parnassar from Tzadok, except for the few local rich people. And if you're going to have cities where there's no rich people, the poor people are going to die from hunger. How is it possible to say that that's the mitzvah of tzedakah? The gamma minigan you can, and also that's not the minig. We know that people, everyone's trying to give as much tzedakah as they could. So how could it be that a person could say his his pranasa comes first? So lechayin really is daiti. Therefore, says Darach Hashulchan, borrow the zesha cause of our guard. The pranasa says that. I know beish sheinu maviach rak lechem tzaru mayim lachas. Where does the person pranasa come first? That's if we're talking about the kind of person that all he has is basically bread and water to eat. There was a hunger in the world, and she still gave. Right, so if he has just enough, he's not chayav to give to someone else. If you're talking about the middle of the road, He's not skimping on what he's eating for supper. He eats meat and bread or whatever. He covers himself with enough um, with proper clothing. And a big part of his tzedakah he should give to his relatives and the poor people. And, the, and some of it he should give for the people from a different city. Why? Because if, if, what's going to happen is, if you don't take care of your, your people first, the Anidim in your city are going to die. They're going to die. There's no way how to classify the proper amount of income. It has to be this way, says Aruch HaShulchan. And therefore, if he has more than that, he should give stucco. So moving on to the next halacha, stucco mishra. This is Rabbi that we mentioned before. Rabbi says in the second paragraph, a person that does not have enough for regular day-to-day expenses. Sometimes he doesn't ha- doesn't buy something that he would have bought if not for the fact that he's tight. He doesn't have orange juice for every breakfast. So who potter? I'll put him in Mrs. Meiser. The Koshkan Mechaimers, technically, he should be potter for Meiser. Ah, says her boy, Mikomakam will yift to ask him in Mrs. Daka. But I'll call upon a missile of Limonim in the Kabul Mikupa Tzedaka. Says her boy, it's better that he should not take from Tzedaka. And he should not give Meiser. Rather, he should give a little bit of something. He should give something um, towards Tzedaka. And then he starts talking about accepting a check from, from a koilol or from a yeshiva that's not considered collecting staka. The person, there's no Indian, as far as that goes, to, um, to not collect. Now, what if a person has the basic needs, but he has to make a wedding? So it says Rabloi, around ten lines in the bottom, He has doctor expe- medical expenses. Medical bills, or, or, or he's making a wedding, wedding expenses, 
is not considered in the Bechlal, those people that should not accept tzedakah, and he has the right to accept tzedakah because those are expenses that are uncommon, and therefore that he has to, he does have the right to accept. So to summarize the halacha, if a person has basically enough to manage on a, a normal kind of lifestyle, avada, we don't say parnasa kedemis, he for sure should make the effort to give tzedakah. If a person is living literally on subsistence rations, he has almost nothing to eat, in that case, his parnasa comes first, and he does not have to give any tzedakah, aside from the minimum dollar or two, which he could be yaitzah by putting a few pennies in the pushka every day, and that would be his chiyah about the halacha for Nesina Tzedakah.